Hey everybody and welcome to this week's podcast. Before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to give a massive shout out to this week's sponsor. It's Gleason's Family Butchers. Gleason's have stores in Blanchestown Shopping Centre, Roselawn Shopping Centre, Navin, Artane and Balbriggan. They have fantastic options available in store, so get in, have a look or shop online. Now, this week's guest, Danielle Donnelly. I'm delighted to say she's a member of our Junction 6 gym and her journey over the last two years has been fantastic. Danielle initially joined the gym to lose weight. She has lost weight. Her mindset, not just on fitness, but in life in general, has totally transformed for the better. She is also training now at the Jerkine Fitness Academy to become a personal trainer herself. So it's been a crazy journey. Have a listen to our story. I hope you enjoy it. This is the Jer Conroy Fitness Podcast. Podcast. For more, see jerconroy.ie. Danielle Donnelly, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you very much, dear. Thank you. Danielle, you have had such an amazing journey so far um, inside the gym, outside of the gym. And I just obviously yeah. asked you to come on today's podcast just to kind of tell everybody your story because I know so many people are going to be able to relate, relate to you and your story. So do you want, before you actually joined the gym, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself really quickly? Um, well, I'm a mother of two. Um, soon to be three. Yeah. Um, I'm living in Cabra. Um, joined the gym on a whim, like I joined many a times and failed many a times before. So uh, yeah, I just the one time I actually stuck and the one time I actually worked. Um, and so much has changed since then. Um, I've went on to do the PT course and the instructor course, which is ourselves as well, which I yeah. never thought I would. Yeah. And um, yeah, just complete U-turn to where I was heading and the direction I was going in. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll go um, to all that now shortly. And we'll talk about the huge just transformation within yourself. And like I said, not just inside yeah. the gym, outside of the gym as well, because it's very important. But like, why why did you join the gym in the first place? Um, being honest with you, I joined the gym in the first place for my health and my weight. Um, I was twenty five at the time. I'm twenty nine now, so I was about twenty five. I was diagnosed with um, diverticulitis in my bowel, and I was told that if I didn't stop doing what I was doing getting reincurrent infections, I'd end up with a bag by the time I was 30. Mm. Um, I was told I had to lose weight and I was referred to a dietitian in the hospital. Um, like that, I got the diet, couldn't stick to it. Giant Slimming World, couldn't do that. Tried many a times and just couldn't get my head around it. I'm a firm mm. believer of if your head's not in it, you're wasting your time. You're not only fueling yourself, but you're also banging your head against the wall like so yeah. I joined the gym um in the March it was our the day gym. after yeah, the yeah. yeah in your gym in Junction 6 I joined in the March and um, the day after Oscar's birthday my son yeah I and I said that's it we'll give this a go and I was very determined that time but still wouldn't say I was wasn't as determined as I was previously and I done the eight-week transformation um and just said right we'll see where we had what made you sorry what made you obviously you are in whatever gyms and then other other kind of diets you are trying but when you joined their gym why i know you wanted to lose weight but 
what was the difference this time around? Like, why did you have a reason to join a gym rather than just lose weight? Or was there anything that yeah. kind of made you be that little bit more dedicated this time around? I'd say it was my health and it was kind of just in my head. I knew I was after being pretty busy researching, being honest with you. And um, I was researching getting weight loss surgery. Okay. And I was interested in going away to get a, a gastric band. Okay. Um, so that was kind of the direction I was heading in. And my family and my partner was like, listen, I don't think this is for you. Like, and mm. um, they were very worried about me making that choice and that decision and it was my partner that said please Daniel don't do that first try it one more time so it was him like it was it was Graham who who said to me just try the gym once more and I was like as I ah, that's not going to work and he was like please just once more yeah. try it so I did like but I knew I didn't want to go to a gym where I knew anyone because I'd been in like like the Slim and Ward and other places before and you join with a friend and if your yeah. friend doesn't go on that day sure I'll miss as well because they're busy and it's always torn out to be that way especially in the likes of Slim and Ward like you know me and those places and my friend didn't go today I didn't go Yeah. so um, Graham seen the gym advertised he's seen a poster for your gym mm. and he said there's a gym up there why don't you go up there so that's how I just decided that's where I was going, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was on a whim, like, that I did do it. I was like, probably won't work. I'll probably do the four state weeks, and then I won't go back, like, but now, yeah, surprisingly so. enough, like, you know what I mean? I've done it, like. Very good. And and how did you get on in the eight weeks? How much weight did you want to lose, and how much did you lose? Um, I never set out a target originally, because um, like that, the fear of failing, was Good. a big thing. So straight oh, away, your, your mindset yeah. has changed now. Straight away, you're thinking, yeah. I just need to do this for health reasons, yeah. not the number on the scales. No, not the number on the scales, not at all. I Because I, we previously, when you do suffer with weight for as long as I did, you'd previously always say, I'd love to lose a stone. Mm. And I knew from previous attempts, like for them, the likes of Slim and Mord and things like that, I'd only ever get to two stone. And that's it. It's like a switch went off in my head and it'd be like, that's it. You can't go any further. Like your, mm. your brain just couldn't. It's like you got too cocky, basically. And you were like, I'm about to lose into a song. And you'd fail then. From then on in, you'd just slowly creep back on and then you'd just give up. So this time I said, no, I don't want to set a number. I just want to go. And that's my goal is to just go. Like, And do you think that's why you achieved your goal this time around? Because you had a different mindset? Yeah. Um, I'd say that was a big part of it, but the gym was also a big part of it. Um, the staff, the people, mm. the atmosphere, that was a big part of it. How comfortable I felt was a major, major part of it. Like I joined gyms in the past and you'd know as soon as you go in, there'd be an ego there and no one would be willing to help you or the staff in certain gyms would help and then they just disappear. And slowly you would fall off then the wagon and you'd feel intimidated by other people in the gym. Mm. But that wasn't the case in Junction 6. It was kind of a thing where everyone is there and everyone kept saying it to me. Like, and I remember one of the staff members on my first day saying it to me, saying, Danielle, no one is paying attention to you. You could be in there standing on your head <laughs> doing something totally wrong. No yeah. one is watching you. They're all looking out for themselves. Like, 
and that was a very hard thing to believe like but how true was it like do you know what I mean in yeah. the end like so that that uh, look that's obviously the experience of all the staff there we, we all know over the years like it is we we try and look at ourselves and put ourselves in your shoes because we've just seen it so mm. many times over the years people are so intimidated coming into the gyms and yeah very much so yeah but even insecurity could kick in as well and when you go in and it is very daunting and i understand that you're looking in gyms and and everybody you might feel is looking at you and you have all this weight to lose and you might see some other girl or fella over there and they might be in really good shape and it, it does make you yeah. feel intimidated and that's yeah. why we always make sure that we we let the person just try and make them feel comfortable and let them understand yeah oh no that was that was a big thing of it like and how comfortable i felt was a big thing and i also think that played a big part in it as well as me not setting the number as such mm. and then feeling so safe kind of and secure that it was okay no one was going to say that because i was like i was big like i jesus i was i was 22 stone like Mm. pushing 22 stone and I was nervous I was very nervous I remember standing outside in the car like just I was in the car and I remember crying I remember ringing my partner going I can't go in here I can't go in here and he's like gosh can walk in the door just walk in you'll be fine and I remember like walking to the steps and mm. running into the toilet and then coming back out and then getting up to the top of the stairs and saying right come on just walk this before they're like yeah and yeah. Going in there, I remember looking at the ground. And I remember at the end of the eight weeks, one of the staff members saying to me, you walked in here, stayed at that ground on your first day. Now you walk in here with your head held high. Like, yeah. That's a difference in itself. Like, do you know what I mean? So I was delighted. Like, And at the end of the eight weeks, like, as I said, I never set a number, but I'd lost over two stone. So I'd be <laughs> something I originally never could. I went over the two stone mark. Yeah. And I just completely fell in love with them. Like, it was just, no, this is in me now. This is where I'm heading, like, and nothing and no one is going to stop me, like. Brilliant. I love, I love hearing that. And, and Donk, I, I love, obviously, and thank you for the compliments about the gym and the staff. And people will be thinking I'm, I'm paying people to say these type of things, but it's, <laughs> no, it's obviously no, not yeah, the no. case. No, but what I no. really love to hear there is, obviously, the compliments, but what I really do love to hear is you just seeing you seeing you happy seeing you're so different within yourself and you just have confidence because i remember there was no confidence there and it's horrible yeah. to see somebody coming in with looking at the ground as you said literally no mm -hmm. confidence whatsoever and what we always say like i always talk to all the staff about this and now the management team are all talking to all of the trainers about this mm -hmm. as well you have to if if somebody comes in let's say it's 25 year old girl um, you have to imagine that this is your sister coming into the yeah. gym. How would, you, how would you want them to be treated? If a woman yeah. 50, 60 years of age comes in, I'm going to treat them like I would want my mother to be treated coming into the gym. Mm -hmm. if, a, if a 20-year-old boy comes in, I'm going to treat them how I wanted my younger brother or my son to be treated. That's just the yeah. way we do it, you know? And, mm. and there's so many good things from come for that come from that they're going to be feeling comfortable yeah. they're going to have a different mindset they're going to stick to it they're going to get the results and they're literally going to transform yeah. themselves both yeah. physically but mentally as well and yeah for you to feel different okay looking different is great for you and but to feel different there's no yeah feeling, for us, like, you know what i mean it's is a big big thing like it really is like um especially like people would comment and say oh danielle you look so different i'd say you feel great 
yeah, I do feel great, but you still have the mental part of it there. Like there is still certain times that your mind doesn't catch up to where your body is and your confidence can still be an issue. Like, do you know what I mean? There still is an issue there with that. But the more time goes on, you work on the two things separately. Like you slowly step out of your comfort zone. You slowly begin to realize I don't have to hide. Do you know what I mean? I never yeah. did have to hide. But I don't know, like, felt you know, like that it. kind of, felt like yeah, it. you just felt like it. There was times you just felt like, <clears throat> oh, God, like, I remember walking into a room and if anyone called me in that room and other people turned around, ah, oh, I was gone. I was on the deck, like, I died with embarrassment. And yeah. even then, like, I remember, like, I remember, like, I think it would have been, I was, it was just before the Christmas, I was at a party. And everyone turned when I walked in the door and couldn't get over the person it was. And a few people walked past me that didn't know me. And I remember running outside and going, oh, my God, everyone's staring at me. Everyone's staring at me. I can't cope. But it was in a good way, you know, that yeah, kind of way. But yeah. it felt like it just felt so hard to yeah. accept, even change, because in your own head, you're still, you're still the old Danielle, basically. But yeah. you're not like, do you know what I mean? Because your mind and all has changed and transformed and simple little choices that you're making, like you'd never have done that before. Do you know that kind of way? You never yeah. would have done that. It's it's gas. Like some people just love the attention, but when there's so many people that hate it, like like even yeah. and, and it's not just oh, men, it's not just women, know. it's men as well. Men are the yeah. same. Like no, there's so men many are the, men are the exact same, like they are the exact same. But people think like, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's great. But now it's it's not like it is. And it's something that you have to kind of, you have to accept. Like, and people, like people genuinely do want to see it better yourself and want to see it improve and are genuinely happy for you. Yes, yes. But you just, you can't, you can't accept that at certain times. Like, yeah, it's a, they say it's a typical Yeah, they say it's a typical Irish thing. We don't like giving ourselves. Yeah, it is. Things. It is. You know, I yeah. actually, I learned this a, no, a few years no. ago. I was, someone gives you a compliment. compliment you and you say something else to them. Yeah, because you, and do you know what? Somebody actually said this to me a few years ago. <laughs> we were talking about a compliment and if someone gives you a compliment, I would have just kind of ignored it, brushed it off and start talking about something else. But somebody said this to me before. They said, you need to learn how to accept a compliment. And I said, but yeah, it's it's easier said than done. And they, this is how they got it, got it to stick with me. They said, okay, well, this person has actually gone out of way to give you a compliment. So if you just ignore that or brush that off, is that not you being a bit rude? And that just stuck with me. And I was like, I don't want to be rude. You know, so now when yeah. someone gives a compliment, yeah. I, I see it's really important to just say thank you and then kind of move on, but acknowledge it in some way. You know, I think it's very important. Yeah, because you do, you kind of, you kind of sometimes, like I know myself, I would come across as, I'd have been feared and then after they paid me the compliment, I might have been so real to that person because I, I mean. couldn't accept that compliment from them. I might have been rude and just brushing <laughs> off what they said. So I had to learn to say, thanks very much. Do you know what I mean? And then yes. I'd kind of walk my way around changing the subject, like, oh, of course, instead of being real, you know, that kind of way. But no, like, it was, like, it was a it was a mad time. Like, it was, it was a mad, a mad couple of months. Like, and then, then I went on after the first eight weeks to do 
multiple eight weeks. And yeah, I yeah, knew that's what I had yeah. to keep doing. I had to keep doing that. And once I kept doing that, that was someone I had to be answerable to. Like. So just for people that don't know, like wh- why did the eight-week challenge work for you? Like, is it basically the eight-week challenge? You, you meet a person trying out every single week. You have only yeah. access to the gym. But what was mm-hmm. it about the eight-week challenge that did keep you going? Was it the fact that you had to meet a trainer every week? Or was it the fact that something else? Yeah. I felt I was answerable to somebody. I was answerable to someone. Um, also, being answerable to your trainer once a week. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was, you got your measurements taken once a week. Yeah. You got your weight taken once a week. Um, that's if you wanted to know, if you wanted your weight taken once a week, or you could wait and then do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Every second week. Because yeah, let's most... all remember, your weight isn't going to change every single week. See, do you this know is what the mean? thing. And the reason and we do the weight yeah. and the measurement, well, we give the option, we can weigh every week and measure every week, but it's because, especially women as well, like there's going to be one week in the month where your weight isn't going to be your true yeah. weight, obviously. Mm. So we need to, so for example, a girl could come in and she could have a period and all of a sudden she's up like four pounds, but she's had to yeah. train and really hard. She had to really yeah. eat perfect for the whole week mm. and she'd be very disappointed and upset and feel, yeah. oh, this isn't working for me. But you need to show them, okay, well, okay, your, your belly might be a bit bloated as well, but look at your arms are down, your upper body is down, yeah. your legs are down. Mm. And it's happened so many times. Now, don't get me wrong. It depends on the individual as well. They could mm. be up everywhere and weight and up everywhere in measurements and whatever, but it's, okay, come back the following week and have a look. And all of a sudden, if you're up four yeah. pounds, the following week you're down six pounds and they're like, oh, great, that was a great week. Okay, well, you're not actually really down six pounds either. You have to remember last week when you were up four pounds, you weren't really up four pounds. So yeah. then next yeah. month, they'll understand the process. Basically, with the, with the weighing and the measuring every week, I was able to identify come the next month the times when my weight would fluctuate. Mm. Because as well as having me issues with the diverticulitis and everything, everything else, I also had polycystic ovaries. Yeah. which meant that I would retain a lot of water and I wouldn't obviously be getting a period so regularly as yeah. well. So I could go like 60, 70 days mm-hmm. without that happening. I mean, weight would be water weight, but it would fluctuate massive amounts. Like Of course. And that's why we do the body. So I meant to say this as well. We do the body fat mm-hmm. measurements as well because there is a difference yeah. between losing weight on the scales and losing fat. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's obviously big we do that as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. A big, it's a big, big difference. Yeah. And your measurements, um, I was always like at the start, of course, like naturally anyone is they're fluctuating and you're kind of dropping a lot, a lot quickly. Like, but you have to remember as well, your scales are going to make you very happy one week, but they're also going to make you very down the next week. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to say, right, it's not about the scales. It's exactly. about your measurements. And your measurements is where the real truth is being told. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a very important point. It's just so many people that are so, I think it's like just from back in the day, they're so fixated on the scales. Now, like yeah. I said, we do let people weigh themselves and but we yeah. do the body fat because, and we also teach them, like obviously you've learned since, and now you're doing the, the academy as well, but you've learned that mm-hmm. this is why we focus on the measurements. This is why we focus on the yeah. body fat. Because like I just said there, body fat, 
fat loss and weight loss is two totally different things and a mm. lot of people just don't understand that we could we could talk yeah. about that one all day though yeah of course because but, but why like just can i get back to you were talking about like obviously you were very insecure you were sure you had no confidence but like was there anything because i want other people to kind of realize that if they're feeling like this as well they're not on their own is there anything else like was there a specific thing that you reason why you had no confidence or you just felt oh, I'm huge I don't want to go in and people are going to look at me was there anything in particular yeah it's it would have been it would have been like as you say there just a feeling like no one ever pointed out to me that I was I was big like other than let's say the hospital um when I would have went about different things like um no one ever like called me fat like yeah. no one ever slagged me saying oh you're huge there was no nothing ever like that it was just I knew it Mm. It was me. I knew it in my heart and soul, like that I was big and that I had weight. And I think what the, the one thing that finally pushed me kind of over the edge of knowing, right, I need to do something and looking into going as far and as drastic as a gastric band was I had went on Air Force family holiday. We went to Florida in the June. Um, to the previous year of when I joined the gym and I remember being so afraid of getting on that plane and I remember saying to my partner if this belt on this the plane doesn't fit me I'm getting off this plane like and he kept saying don't be so silly I was like no I will not have to ask for a belt extension I'm telling you now like yeah and I practically pasted myself into that seat and I sat on a flight to Florida for eight hours with a belt cutting into me because I couldn't ask. I couldn't bring myself to ask her. Yeah, no, I get you, yeah. So that was very tough. And then as well, like, it was very warm over there and the heat and weird. And, like, I brought leggings and all on the holiday because I couldn't, like, we were in 30-odd degrees. Yeah. I couldn't face wearing a pair of shorts. Like, I was just, I knew in my heart and soul. I just knew. But, I remember a photograph being taken of me on that holiday and it was the, the that famous photograph on Homer yeah, Simpson. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna share I that photograph as well. It's... I was practically I was practically bigger than the man in the suit. Like I in my head, I just <laughs> I couldn't cope. That photograph broke my heart. Yeah. That distraught. I was distraught after that. I couldn't get over it. That photograph broke my heart. And I never got in a photograph after that holiday again. Like while on the holiday, I never got in. There was plenty of photos of my partner and the kids. There was none of me. I just I couldn't cope like with it. And I poured it to the back of my mind when I came home, but continued to be the same, Danielle. That when you can't cope, you comfort you. Yeah. Because your field is not going to hold you. In my heart and soul, I kept telling myself, "This is going. To, this helps me." So during the day, I wouldn't eat all day and I'd survive on coffee and cans of Coke and different things. I'd have probably a sandwich. But then at night, I would, it's like, I was like a locust. I would eat rings around myself at night. But it was like a justification in the back of your mind. It's like, you justify, I didn't eat that all day, so I'm entitled to eat all this. But it yeah. was due to me own 
insecurities and my own things that I kept continuing to eat. Like. And so that's a big thing oh, with weight loss. It was hard. Well. Like. Yeah, with weight loss, so many people think, well, I deserve it because I haven't it all day or whatever. But so many people do think that if they don't eat during the day and they just eat at night time, or if they only eat in the morning and don't eat for the rest of the day, they're not eating enough food to put on weight, but they don't understand obviously how the yeah. body will work. And yes, yeah. you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, but you have to make sure that you're eating healthy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Is a must mm-hmm. like the amount of people that have come to us and yeah. said, okay, I'm, I need to lose four stone. What do you, what do you normally eat? Oh, well, I don't eat much. I have like maybe a skip of breakfast. I might have a lunch, um, but yeah. if I don't have I don't have a lunch. I'll have a dinner. I'll have either a lunch or a dinner. And I'm like, okay, your problem straight away is you don't eat enough. And they look at you like mm. you're crazy, you know. Yeah. But when you when yeah. you teach them how to eat properly, <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden, like you'll say now, like how did you lose all that weight? I guarantee you, you were eating more during your first eight weeks. Ah, uh, I you know. I told you one day in the gym, and I remember you asking me, and you were like what you're eating like now and I remember telling you I'd eat the leg of the table if I could like but it was proper food like it was yes. proper and like I remember me like my family used to look at me and go you can't be eating again and I'm like yeah, yeah I yeah. am but it's proper food it's totally different and like you hear people saying like like even even my mother like my mother would have dieted all her life and she would have been one of these you don't eat after six o'clock and I remember coming home, let's say I was in the gym or whatever, I'd be out, and I'd come home about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and I'd sit down and have something to eat, and she'd look at me and go, how can you continue to lose weight and you are eating this late at night? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I could eat at 3 in the morning, like, do you know what I mean? But I'd eat when I was hungry. Yeah, and, and don't start well, you yourself. Do, you eat yourself. No, you eat yourself. You, the weight loss, I ate my weight through the weight loss. I ate more in a weird way. I ate more then than I did when I when I was eating bad like, in a lo- weird weird way of course yeah I like that one I ate me way through the weight loss I did I did I genuinely did yeah. I did for them um, it was weird like because you you have to learn and I think my biggest my biggest thing that I took away from it was that is food the jury that's to fuel your body you have no personal connection to that so when I would have been at the heaviest food would have been my way of getting through things Mm. and it would have been my way of getting through a lot of my insecurities and my feelings and as I said to you it helped me and it numbed the pain and different things but to learn now Danielle that's food that's fuel that's your body you know what I mean? You don't need that for anything else. Like that is not a personal thing. When you've had a bad day, food is not going to change how good or bad your day is. But in a weird way, you do. You you kind of have to accept it because I think with a lot of us, when you're like, food is always going to be there, but it's how you see it is a big part of it. And if you feel that you have such an emotional connection to that then you kind of have to say to yourself, right, is this, am I eating this because I'm hungry? Or am I eating this because I feel, oh God, I need this and this is going to help me. And that's what I had to do. Yeah. And to learn that it was food and not anything else was it was a hard thing. was a very yeah. hard thing. And look, it's the same as anything. Everything is easy once you know. But if you don't know, yeah. 
you're not going to understand it. And that look, we've all, anything we know, we've all learned. Mm. So when it comes to food, so many people do feel like that. There's, a, there's obviously a, a saying that we, we've all, I'm sure, heard before. You can't move a car without petrol, diesel, whatever. Yeah. You can't fuel, you, you fuel your body with food. You can't move your body. Oh, you do. And you do. Like, and are, are sitting there not, yeah, you have to eat the right foods. And the other side of it is so many people, there's another saying you never regret the workout you've just done. So many people don't realize when you're training and you're eating healthy, there is no better feeling. No, there's not. I've, I've always said it, like, if you could bottle that feeling and sell that feeling that when you come out of the gym or mm. you had a good day and you get into bed and go, yeah, I gave it 100% today. If you could bottle that feeling and sell it, you'd make a fortune. You'd make an <laughs> absolute fortune. I know. And because that's the feeling, like, that's the feeling that you chase. I and mean, even myself, there was times, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit there, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, yeah, I dragged myself up there four times a week, five times a week, and I was delighted every time going up. I wasn't. There was times I threw a little tantrum going into the gym in my head going, I'm not even doing this. Like, And there was times I met with my trainer, I met with Ryan, and Ryan had to tell anyone, like, out straight, oh, yeah, Danielle's in the screamers today. Like, And I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. And I'd be like a little child, but... <clears throat> but after a little chat, like before you realize that you're at the gym, and he's saying, No, you're finished. Was your session that bad today? I'd be like, No, it wasn't. <laughs> but the amount, then you're like, oh, I've done the amount of times that happens, by the way. And then after the session, the person would be like, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm like, <laughs> That's I, what it is. Like, I don't care. Is. I'd rather yeah. hear it. I'd rather you give yeah. out. You call me every name under the sun yeah, and tell me you don't want to be here because when you're going to, you're going to hate me now during it if you're in bad form but when it's over you're gonna love it all right so the wi-fi is a bit hit and miss but we got you back now so um yeah just just tell me you were saying there about going into the gym and not being in the best of form yeah so there was days where you'd go into the gym and as i said you wouldn't be in the best of form and you'd throw a little tantrum in your own head and like you'd be like i'm not even going up here and i don't know why i'm going here so i'm just not in the humor and it's going to be a crap workout and different things and you'd go in and you'd You'd see me, like, I'd see me trainer, and I'd be like, I'm not in the humor today. He's like, All oh, right, why? What's wrong with you? What happened? And I'd be like, Nothing, I'm not, everything is just denying me. And so he'd tell, I'd say, What are we doing today? And he'd say, Right, we're doing X, Y, and Z. And I'd be like, He'd know straight away by my face, and he'd say, What's wrong? Do you not want to do it? And I'd be like, No. And he'd be like, Right, we'll try this one first, and then we'll see. Yeah. And before you knew it, I was laughing and joking, as if forgetting about anything that had previously happened. And then he'd say, right, you're finished now. You don't know. And I'd be like, did I? And he'd be like, yeah, you did. It's finished now. Was it that bad? And <laughs> I wouldn't admit to it being that. I'd go, that wasn't that bad. I'd be like, yeah, it was terrible. And he'd laugh and he'd say, no, it wasn't. And I'd be like, no, it wasn't. It was grand. <laughs> and that's the but thing. Then, and that's why when so many people aren't in the mood of going to the gym, if you've never been to the gym before, mm. okay, that's what stops people going because they don't know the feeling they're going to have literally in one hour. Or even yeah. if you're at home, like we're, we're just coming out of lockdown now, if you're at home, mm. do 20 minutes of exercise, you're going to have yeah. a different mindset altogether. You're going to be in good mood, mm. you're going to feel good. Your whole mindset on the is going to change drama- dramatically. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It changes. It really does. Like even, and as with doing me, me training, like, do you know what I mean? Me PT sessions, like once a week with me training. I also did do the classes at the time when they were on in Junction 6. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I found the classes very good because you had a lot of variety there. So I found then as well, sometimes like if I done, let's say, the box fit class or something like that, and I was kind of feeling a bit, right, I'm bored of that now, I can move on to something else. Do you know what I mean? Having a but variety I never, is key. Yeah, so you have to have variety. You have to be able to have that because if you don't have variety and you don't change things up, you're, you're going to get bored. And then that's when you're going to say, oh, I'm not new. And that's what happens a lot of people if they don't have a personal trainer, for example. Like, obviously, your trainer will always change your training plans around it. Yeah. Different exercises, always different routines, mm. always with the same goal of weight loss and, yeah. and body, born and body fat, wherever it may be for the individual. But you have to change the programs. Anyone who doesn't have yeah. a trainer, they'll always go in and let's say it's one of the lads, they want to train their chest. They're doing the same chest workout this week that they yeah. did last week. And you're never, you're all of a sudden you look around and you're like, yeah, I'm actually training my chest muscles the exact same yeah. way in the last year. Same mm. reps, same rest, same weight, everything. And maybe they're increasing the weight a little bit. But And then for the girls, they're doing the exact same exercises every single day. You have to change it up because that's yeah, how you yeah. shock the body and that's how you're going to get the results. And People just don't understand that. No, and it is, but it's also hard, like, for the, I think it's the individual as well to understand, because like, I know for myself, like, certain exercises, like, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that now, whatever, but then other ones I would be very nervous to do. Yeah. And I wouldn't do them in the gym on my own. Um, I'd only do them with my trainer. But it wasn't because, like, I couldn't do them. It was just because in my own head, no, I'm not doing that because everyone would be looking at me saying, who does she think she is doing that exercise? <laughs> So once again, you're still, you're always building up to your own confidence and to where you are and admitting to yourself, right, this is where I am. And I have to accept this is where I am and I have to keep progressing and moving forward and changing things up like that. And then getting to, you were talking about your photograph with Homer Simpson, okay? You were in, <laughs> in Orlando. I actually have a photograph of myself standing beside Homer Simpson. But... You were in Orlando, you took a picture of you beside Homer Simpson, and you were at the joining the gym afterwards, you were at the losing all this weight. Then you went yeah. back to Orlando, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I went back just over a year and a half later. And I I remember going that day we went back to Universal and um I never would have thought of getting back in the same picture, like to see, like obviously, you no, know, there was a difference, but never would have thought. Of, but it was, it was me partner, like it was Graham, like and he, like we trailed Universal that day, looking. <laughs> I was like, just leave it, and here he was, no, no, because he knew, he knew this is what she needs. Yeah. Because every so often, I did continue to need motivation. I did, and whether it's looking back on a little picture or whether it's seeing progression you made doing an exercise or whether it be being able to to lift something like heavier or to run for that extra minute I always knew I needed to see progression in some way shape or form yeah. to say so what I'm doing I'm doing it for a reason and it's working and that day in question where we were in Orlando we, we eventually found uh, Homer <laughs> and I, I got in a picture but no one else got in the picture with me. It was like, no, this is this is your time to get in the picture. And I just stood, but where I, even the way he held me hand and I put my hand a certain place, it was literally like it was literally like Homer knew, like this this is a different person. <laughs> like, and the picture, it was just 
like it, to this day, the picture just it makes me smile because the smile on my face and every tear, every every hard day, everything just was for a reason, and I'd made the best decision of my life. Yeah, I'm gonna get that picture. I really was. Well. we'll have a little look. <laughs> it yeah. is some well, difference the though, famous isn't it? One. Or it was, it was like, like even the way like I stood in the previous one, like you could see it, like even in my face, like I could see, like oh god, this is so hard getting in this picture, and yeah. then the, then the difference in the other one, like but like that, I know I may look different, but my mind is a completely different mind. Yes, it really, really was like it was a completely different, like in so many ways. And explain that then, if you don't mind. So you're with Homer Simpson a year and a half previous, then you get in the photograph with him again, and you look totally different. Now, mm. is your mindset different because you're looking at yourself almost half the person, okay? Or mm. is it for other reasons? Why? In what way has your mindset changed and your thoughts in your own mind? Um, it improved in so many ways, like even something as simple as your sleep pattern. Like I was a night owl, I slept all day previous to like, I'd get up and bring the kids to school, like a home, I'd go to bed, get back up. I'd do bits and pieces. I'd go back, do you know what I mean? And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't shake it off. I couldn't shake myself out of the room. Yeah. And that mindset was always there. You never had any energy to do that, and you never had any motivation to do that. And mm. um, then, when you look at the person that I became, I'd be the first one there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. If someone said to me, "This is happening at three o'clock in the morning," I'd be the first one there. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, I I knew right. Your life is passing you by. Your kids are growing up. You're missing out on so much. Like, and I remember there was times I sat in the playground with them when they were smaller and watched ground playing with them and doing things with them and I just sat I couldn't face getting up and running around with them because I couldn't yeah I physically couldn't and then I remember the kids even saying to me like you're so different like you're so different you, you actually run around with us now like and I'd be the first one like even when I went back to Florida like I was the first one queuing to get on all the roller coasters and I was the first one doing everything, saying, like, come on, we have to get up early this morning because we're doing this and we're doing that and we're walking here and we're going there. Like, and even down to, like, even down to, like, even being with my partner, like, even with him, like, certain things, like, going to the gym or going for a walk or whatever, he'd be like, I hear, I'm not used to you being like this. Like, <laughs> like I'd be, like, outpacing him, like, in certain things. And, yeah. I, like, he'd be laughing. But I'd be like, oh, no, come on now, you can't be getting used to me just sitting around. like." And he'd be like, I mean, that's what I'd say to him, like, are oh, you snapping now? Yeah, you're snapping now. <laughs> <laughs> and so and was it a different like feeling? A, a was it a different feeling getting on the plane, going back to Orlando the second time with the seatbelt? Oh, it was, it was, it was, because I had to tighten the seatbelt and all I did. <laughs> so uh, it was, it was a big thing, like, it was a big thing. And even going back, I wasn't put, like, previously going over, if I got on that with the kids, I'd be told by a member of staff, oh, you have to sit in that seat because they have different seats over there. Yeah, yeah. They have different size seats. So I was always told, you have to sit in that seat. Yeah. You can't get on this one because there's no seats available for you and you knew it was because of your size. 
Yeah, that'd be you hard know that kind of way. Yeah, so d- that was tough, but I never let on. Do you know what I mean? No one ever knew that that bothered me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I but inside it killed me. Yeah. Inside it was just it destroy it. It's all destroying. Like. So it's it's a it's a, a combination of all these different things. Like people saying to you about sitting on that seat, the seatbelt, the photograph of home or. Mm-hmm. Being there and done it, wore the t-shirt, going to the gym, trying all these different companies, and it just yeah. not working. It was a combination of everything. And the big mm-hmm. thing is going into a room and people looking at you. Are you thinking they're looking at you and you just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. They're, they're too busy with their own lives. Like they're too busy, like with their own things. Like going to, going into the gym, you think everyone's staring at you because you're the biggest there. And there's many time I went in, whether it be to a shop, whether it be to a restaurant, a bar. Like to the gym, and they, oh, yeah, I'm the biggest one here. Yeah, I'm the biggest person in this room. Like, do you know what I mean? And it is, it's it's tough on your mind. It, it is, it's hard, it's a hard one to to kind of get your head around, but it does get better. Like, when you do, when you know in your heart and soul you've made the choice you made for the reasons you make it, yeah. it does get easier and it just becomes part of you. Then. Yeah, it really does. People, like, people don't realize when you're going into a, a class, let's say, or a gym, it doesn't matter. Like, so many people say to me, Oh, but I wouldn't go into that class because everybody would be looking at me. And I'd be saying, Well, if I'm teaching a class mm-hmm. and someone has time and energy to be going looking at you or anybody for that matter, they're, yeah. not, trying, they're not training hard enough. So we'll be talking to yeah. them. But everybody yeah. just goes in, does their own thing. They're more worried about how uh, many reps they can get done in a certain yeah. time. And making mm. sure that technique is good. They're focusing on all these different things. They're focusing on their breathing, their technique, the weight they're lifting. They don't even realize yeah. anyone else. They're not like, even paying attention no. to you. But, but in your minds, yeah, in your minds, the people that. in that class like are are saying, Oh, God love her. Like, do you know what I mean? She's like, she's dying of death over there. God love her. Like, and no one is paying attention because in their own minds, like, even like when I when I did lose the weight and I continue to do the classes. I, the funny thing is I wouldn't look at anyone else I'd be literally saying come exactly. on as you said come on let's get this done like do what you have to do like you don't pay attention to nobody like because yeah. you're too busy in your own little world like yeah. you're away with the fairies like doing what you have to do and you know the good thing um, in, in the Mulhuda gym and Ratot like the other gyms that we have as well what I'd be really proud of like if I'm teaching a class and let's say there's 20 people in a class and there just so happens to be three brand new people in the class, three beginners. You're going mm. to spend a lot of time with those three individuals because the other people, yeah. they might be in the gym years. They, you, you know their technique is good. They know um, they should be lifting a certain weight and not going too heavy or whatever it may be. But you might give the beginners a bit more time. And yeah. I remember, or I always remember one time in Mulhudd, I was over helping this girl. And then I went to the other girl. There was two beginners at the time in this class. And I went to that girl, went back to that girl. They were standing beside each other. And then I'd be going around teaching the class, making sure everybody, we actually had everybody in a circle at the time for the work. Mm. And then when I went back to the beginner, the other girl was doing it a little bit wrong. And we had a member of the gym and was saying to her, no, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. Because I was focusing on this person. And when I turned around to correct her, she was all yeah. doing it right because our members were kind of watching out for each other as well. And it was really... Yeah, good. I know you do get that. You do. So proud of the members. You do. And there is a sense of, there is a sense of togetherness in a class. Yeah. There is yeah. like, and you know, in your heart and soul, as much as you're struggling, no one in there is going, oh, yeah, this is easy. Like, do you know what I mean? I do oh, this in my sleep. 
and all we're all in there for our own reasons, but doing the same thing, yeah. doing the exact same thing. And tell me then on that, right? You, I remember you telling me about this photograph you had and you wanted, you were given a before and after picture and we were going to post it on social media. And you were like, I have the exact same photograph with Homer Simpson. I was like, okay, let's see this. And then when I seen it, I was like, okay, this is a brilliant picture. So we posted it, okay? My phone nearly exploded when, when I posted this picture, okay? But tell me, because there was a bit of a strange reaction uh, to you when you went into the gym. What happened? Tell everybody. Yeah, this. like, I was, when I, went I was delighted for you. When I went back to the gym, it was a while later, so, like, Obviously, because you tagged me in it, a lot of people, like there was a lot of messages and also like that my phone was literally hopping. <laughs> and it was it was mad because everything had kind of calmed down. And I was just, as I say, it was one of these days I was going into the gym, like I told you, throwing a little tantrum in my head, <laughs> going, I don't want to do this today. And I went into the gym and I was just there doing my own thing. And a girl actually came up to me and she said, uh, Oh, and I, I looked at her and she was staring at me. I was like, is she okay? Like, I was like, maybe she, maybe she wants to use this that I'm using. And I was like, are you all right? I was like, I'm nearly finished with this. Like, I was like, you can use it. And she said, no, I just wanted to know, like, is it actually you? Like, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, and I was looking around going, right, she thinks I'm someone else. Like, and she was like, no, she was like, you're the girl off Facebook. You're the girl off the page. And I was like, what page? And I was like, oh God, what am I after doing? Like, and then she was like, no, you're the girl from Homer, like from the picture. And I just took a fit of laughing. I said, yeah, I said, I said, that's me, unfortunately. And uh, she was like, no, she was like, seriously, like she says, like, you're you're the reason I, I came here. And with that, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I actually had tears in the eyes. And she wasn't young, like, do you know what I mean? She like, she was in, she that's what she said, she had many 50s. She so she wasn't a young one. She was in her 50s and she was like, if you can make a 50-year-old come to the gym, that's saying so. And I kind of said to myself, do you know what? I said, it's all, we're all in it together. It's yeah. not about just, I know at the time, you feel like the only one in the world that's struggling. But everyone is struggling in their own way, in their own way, shape or form. But she just, she couldn't believe it. She was like, I thought you weren't real. And I started laughing. I was like, I'm as real as they come. I was like, trust me. I was like, I'm as real as they come. And she, I was like, fair play to you. And we had a great chat and all. And so I said, have you ever need that? And I was like, do you know what I mean? I said, by all means, I said, give me a show. I said, I'll, I'll be there. Like, She was like, thanks very much. Like, and she was really appreciative of the little chat. And like, likewise, so was I. Like, Because she had not only helped me, I don't think she did, but she did help me that day. She did. That was a bad day. And she did. She put a smile on my face. So she really did. But uh, yeah, so that was love, a strange reaction that was. I just I just love hearing things like that. Like, look at how far you've come in, in that short time, Danielle. And you're at it motivating somebody, mm. inspiring somebody to join mm. the gym. You're at it inspiring somebody to join the gym. And I'm delighted they actually approached you and said that to you as well, because that's at the making your day. That would have inspired you as well. And yeah. it's, it's almost gone full circle there. And mm. that's that's what makes me, I always say I'm so proud of the members in the gym. Like, look what you're doing. You're a member of the gym. Now you're inspiring people. 
that girl went over and gave you that compliment. It's not easy to go over and just talk to some random no, as well. Not. Like it was such a nice I couldn't have done that. Do. I couldn't yeah. have done that on my first couple of days, and it was her first couple of days. I could not have done that on, on my first couple of days when I walked in there. Fanny wanted to look at me, crook, I'd have been gone out the door. Like yeah. it was just any excuse. And I look- had to look for any excuse to run out that door. Do you know what I mean? But fair play to her, like fair play to the girl in question because Brilliant. it took an awful lot. It did. And even for her to strike up a conversation, because as I said, I couldn't have done that. I really couldn't have. But now, like, it has, like, it's, it has all changed and it's all changed to the better. Like, and like, I even remember, like, I even remember, like, as I said, like, the time had passed, like, in, in total, like, since I began the gym and then coming up to the Christmas. And that was a big thing. Like, and then when I won the transformation of the year, that blew me out of the water. Like, so explain you remember that to me standing, I you remember me you? standing in front of you crying like I a baby, do. like I couldn't even talk. Like, so basically, we had an it. awards night for anybody that, that isn't familiar with it. We every year we have an awards night for the members, and we give like a member of the year, a transformation of the year, and a trainer of the year as well. And go on, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to tell people? I remember going like and I remember like I, I didn't want to go and I was like oh, I was like, I'm not going to that I was like and everyone was like I remember the staff and I was saying oh yeah I'd see you during the week and I was like yeah I'd see you like, no no see you I'd see you at the awards and I was like ah yeah and I remember like Graham and my partner saying to me then you have to go come on like we haven't we don't go anywhere in here it was like right go on so and I remember like sitting there and the awards going ahead and you just you were calling out the names and next of all you just called my name but I continued to sit there and go <laughs> waiting on the person to come up like and yeah. Graham's like yeah Danielle that's you like and I was like ah yeah and he was like Danielle is that the saying your name like and uh, <laughs> the floodgates opened I just sobbed like a baby like just going up and I was standing in front of you and you were like are you all right and I was like <laughs> I just couldn't speak like I didn't know what to do like I remember totally I remember calling out your name. I was like, and the winner is Daniel Donnelly. <laughs> and then I was like, Daniel, come up. <laughs> and you were looking you right at chair. me. Like, where I was just, I was like, no, that's not me. But like, just even that, like, that was worlds apart. Like, if someone would have said to me that that's where you'll be, I'd have never believed it. I'd have said, yeah, go away or that pull the other one. Do you know what I mean? There's no way, but... It does, it all it all builds up to to something and slowly but surely, if you take it one day at a time, it all works out in the end. And I'm a firm believer of what's meant to be will be. And I do believe I was meant to to join the gym. I wasn't meant to get a gastro band. I was meant to to join and to lose the weight and to change myself physically and mentally. And improved my life in so many ways. Like even even today, like, and lockdown has been tough, and we're all struggling. Like, there's no one out there that has said, "Oh yeah, I, I find this so easy." Yeah, I can't wait for the gym to open back up now, and in a few weeks' time, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I I'm looking forward to it, and even like I've, as I said, yeah, I am I am expecting. I'm expecting my third child now, and. Yeah. I've went to me visiting all to the hospital and I said, listen, can I go back to the gym? And they're like, we have no problem. And I remember because when I went back for me visit, I got me, me file back for my previous child. 
and my weight was recorded in that. Mm. And like, it, it was very tough the first few weeks. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to put on so much weight and this is going to be so hard. I remember looking at my file there a few weeks ago going, I'm still half the person that I was when I was having yeah. my son like, do you know what I mean? And I can't wait now to go back. I genuinely can't wait to go back. And yeah. I know what I can do and what I can't do. And people are looking at me going, are you going back? I'm like, why not? Yeah. What's wrong? Like, what's the problem? But it's part of me. It's part of me. It's I can't wait to just say, yeah, this is where I'm going. And this is where I need to be. And it just, it all boils down to, to the gym. I've said it to you before. I've said it to you many a time. If it wasn't for your gym and your staff, I'd have never done it this time. I'd have never done it. And it really did help me in more ways than one. Like, and I can I appreciate that. Can never thank you enough. Like, and me trainer, as I said, Ryan, Ryan has got me through so many days. And like even Graham, my partner, like so many days, they've all listened to me in their own way, whinging and crying and it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? But no, look, it's, it's it's all been for the it's all been for the good. Yeah, but you have to remember as well, and, and I do appreciate that, but what I will say as well is you're the one that decided to get up them steps. Yes, I know. You're looking at the ground. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you did it. I know. For whatever reason you stuck from, for I stuck to it. Yes, there was the, the seatbelt on the airplane. There was the photograph of Homer. There was so many other things. Mm. Low confidence, low self-esteem, but, Danielle, you stuck to it. You gave it a yeah. shot. You tried it. Mm. You stuck to it. And... The last thing is, it's not even the end of the story because you did go and achieve all this weight loss. You went back to the, mm. the scene of the crime with Homer Simpson. You got your before <laughs> and after picture. You're you're somewhat of a celebrity in the gym. You've won the award, the Transformation of the Year award as well. And then, <laughs> after all of that, you decided to have a, a bit of a go at college again. Am I right? Yeah, so... <laughs> in the midst of all this, I was in I was in college um, at the time. I was doing uh, addiction studies. And I just knew in my heart and soul, I said, no, this isn't for me. I finished it. And I got my qualification. And I said, right, back to the drawing board. Where do I go from here? And I didn't know what to do. But I just knew I didn't want, I wasn't ready at that moment in my life to go into the addiction studies. As much as I, I loved it and I enjoyed it, I wasn't in the right headspace for it. Because I still had an awful lot of work to do on myself. And I didn't know where I wanted to be. So I remember saying it to, to Graham and Graham going, are you sure going on to Jay and ask him about the academy? Oh, yeah, and I just laughed. And he was like, what's so funny? Like, And I was like, go away out of that. Let it go to the back of my mind, and I remember I was up in the gym one day, and I think I was talking to Georgia. Yeah, and I said, Georgia, I said, listen, I said, Graham did put this idea in my head, but he was saying it for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I remember saying to him, I was like, but he's he's been a bit of an idiot, isn't he? Waiting on her to go, yeah, yes, and yeah, you won't be able for that. And she was like, oh my god, that's a brilliant idea, <laughs> and I was like really like and she was like I don't why not she was like I think that'd be great for you she was like yeah and you're living proof like do you know what I mean that what you have to do to get to where you need to be and actually works like she was like so why not so 
I just said, oh, okay, I said, I'll find out a bit of information about it. And before I knew it, I was looking at the folder in my hand and I was signed <laughs> up and ready to go. Yeah. And I was sitting in the class going, right, okay, what am I doing here? And it was like the first day being back in the gym all over again, when you say just have like this, the imposter syndrome, and you say, right, they've made a mistake, I shouldn't be here. Like, and I said to myself, no, I'm here for a reason. Something has led me to this, and yes. my time and my experience and everything has led me to this. And if I can help one person, then I can do this, and they can do it. Because all you need at the time is for someone to believe in you. Because I know even myself at the time, like when I said I was joining the gym again, my family were like, oh, very good, but it's that, very good. And you know, it's like, she's not going to last five minutes. Yeah, of course. And you know Biden, but they're, they're pleasing you and they're peacifying you and they're, they're listening to you. But I, as I said to you, I done the eight week challenge, I forced. And I think back now, when I finished that eight week challenge, I knew I wanted to do another one. But just to make sure I done the second one, Graham done an eight-week challenge. And he didn't need to do an eight-week challenge at yeah. all. Just not a pick on him. And there's no reason for him to do anything of the sort. Like, but and he he killed himself at those eight weeks. He genuinely did. He was knackered trying to walk and get to the gym and everything else. Mm -hmm. But he done it. But now when you say to him, why did you do that eight-week challenge? It wasn't until afterwards he said, Danielle, I done it for you. Because yeah. I didn't want you to give up and lose your motivation. And I thought if I was there beside you, and if you got to, through two successfully, there'd be nothing stopping you. He was like, and that was two blocks of eight, which was 16 weeks, and that would be the longest you ever stuck at anything. And he was right. Yeah. And like I did, I thanked him after. I said, you did help me an awful lot in the second one. Because like that, you do begin to slip and wobble. And I fell over more times than nothing else but once you pick yourself back up and you're honest with yourself and you're truthful you'll always get back on and say right this is what I have to do and I I always said it if you make a mistake it's all right of course like, like it's fine like if you decide one day right I'm, I'm sticking to my plan today and I'm eating properly and I'm doing and I went to the gym but then something happens and you go and, and eat that burger or you go and eat that bar of chocolate. It's not the end of the world. But to be honest with yourself and don't say to yourself, oh yeah, I was very good this week. Or like I went to the gym four times when, right, I went to the gym, but did I do what I was supposed to do in the gym? Or did I did I just barely chip it away? And you kind of say to yourself, no, I did. I didn't give it a hundred percent. That's why, Danielle, you're, you're not where you want to be this week. So as I as I always say, own your shit, like, just yeah. own it. Like, you're answerable to no one but yourself. You see, this is why, and, and you being so honest about that there, you're now in the in doing your doing the Jericho Life Fitness Academy, okay? You're mm. now a student in the academy. You're doing your, you did an exam last week, and yeah. obviously you're going to do more exams. When you be get, become a fully qualified personal trainer, you've been there and done it. You know what it's like to be insecure, feel insecure, have no confidence, to walk up them steps for the first time. And everything that you've just said there, mm. that is going to be so relatable to so many people. But when you're their personal trainer and you're able to say all this to them, they're going to stick to it because they have you as a trainer that has been there. And, yeah. and 
you're going to be now their role model. You're going to be leading by example. And you are correct. It is okay to have a bad day. It is okay to have to eat this, to have the burger, whatever it may be. Life is all about balance. Whether it's inside the gym, outside of the gym, it's all about balance. And it's it's important that we understand that and realize that it's all about balance. Yeah, you have to. You're going to have bad days. You can't turn around. Like, you can't turn around and say, right, this is my diet for, let's say, an eight-week challenge. Yeah. And not to have anything, as they declare it, as bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that yeah. burger is bad, or that McDonald's is bad, or, or that drink is bad. Like, nothing is bad. Once you have it in in moderation, like, as moderation, they say, like, yeah. do you know that kind of way? And like you say, have a balance. You can't turn around and say, right, I'm not going to eat this for the next eight weeks, because... You know, in the back of your mind, why are you depriving yourself? Yeah. And then you're already setting yourself up, as I said, to have a bad relationship with food. With and food. you're saying, no, that's bad. Like, who told you it was bad? Like, it's only bad, like, if you overdo it. Like, but if you don't and you have it within your within your plan or within your, your daily deficit of your calories or whatever it may be, like, you can still do that. You need to have a life. You can't cut yourself off from the whole world because you need to change yourself whether it be lose weight whether it be you want to get bigger whether it be anything you cannot put yourself off from the rest of the world because that's no life that is no life whatsoever like it's like if you're if someone comes here and they say they're addicted to chocolate and you say okay for the next eight weeks i don't want to eat any chocolate it's not gonna work it's not they're not going to stick no. to it now you might get the odd person but the majority of people it just won't work for them so you as a trainer yeah. you need to understand that you need to give them a realistic target okay yeah. if you're eating two bars of chocolate every day i'm gonna ask you to cut down maybe have one mm. bar of chocolate a day yeah person trying to tell me to have one chocolate one bar of chocolate a day no mm. he, he mustn't or she mustn't be a good trainer no well he's actually asking you or she's asking you to cut down yeah it's all about balance and and taking yeah, it day just by cut day. down like don't don't put it out altogether because I know at the time, if someone would have said to me, right, um, like I used to love like getting a takeaway at the weekend, but at me, at me heaviest, that takeaway wasn't the weekend. That was four yeah. times a week. Yeah. But if someone said to me, right, I don't want you to have any takeaway whatsoever for eight weeks, I'd have been like, oh God, like that would have been hard. Now, don't get me wrong, I'd have done it. I think I'd done it for the first eight weeks, but by God, it was hard. And then come the second eight weeks, I was like, right, and there's no need for you to be doing that. Like, yeah, and like, that, looked, that was your choice here. as well. That was, that was my choice, but don't get me wrong, it was hard. And yeah. during that first eight weeks, I did. I was I was in the horrors. Like, and I felt like looking at my family, like, I was like, these all aren't having a takeaway because of me. Like, this yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and then I tell them to have that takeaway. But then I'm like, Look at you we sitting there eating that takeaway. That's not fair. Like, this is just not fair. And you'd be yeah. sitting there snapping, like, oh, it's, a, it's important. Then the second time around, I was like, wait, there's no need for that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's not like, and then if you want it, you know what you have to do. Like, do you know what I mean? In order to have that. And look, and you that's just about- move things around. Like, as you say, like, move them around and say, right, well, I'll do this today. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's in my plan, it's in my plan. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to kill yourself the rest of the week. You know and on I mean? that as well, if you're if you're telling everybody no, you're not having a takeaway, and then if you're sitting there and you're looking at all them eating and you're saying yeah, you're eating it, but I'm not because it's not healthy and blah blah blah, you have to understand as well as a parent, you have to teach your mm. kids about these things. So if you're telling yeah. them, no, you should never eat this, never eat this, never eat this, like you will put bad kind of if, 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 
create a bad relationship with food there as well for your child. So it is very important that you teach them that it's all about balance. Yeah. Very important. Yeah, I know. So very people. important. And I know that from having my own, my own two kids, and I know mm. that it's, it is like, and like, like my two kids, like are totally polar opposites. Like, like me, me youngest son at the moment, like he would not eat anything new, out, like or strange out of the ordinary, like, but my eldest son would eat anything you put in front of him, always has, and he's brilliant. But mm. like that, I was able to then identify his habits. And even something as simple as, even the last lockdown, I was able to identify that my son was able to sit there and while playing his tablet or playing the PlayStation, instead of having let's say, a packet of sweets. It was a share bag of sweets. And he just kept going to the bag and going to the bag. And before you realised it, he was at the end of the bag. And I was like, I used to do that. I used to do that. It wasn't like a packet of Maltesers in the shop. It was a share packet of Maltesers. And you'd sit there with your cup of tea watching the telly. And before you knew, you're at the end of the bag. And you're like, oh, God. Like, and But then you throw it out real quick and no one knew you had it. Yeah. So I was able to identify that in my son. And able to say, no, listen, see the way you're at the eating that share packet. Oh God, I didn't even realise I got that. I said, yeah, so take away the screen while you're eating because then you're able to identify, right, because I'm not looking at me food. And it was only different different things like that. You see, they don't look at their food like I, and I would have been famous for it. I'd sit there on my phone munching away and eating and you don't look at your food. like So you're not having like that visual of your food and realising like, first of all, like how big your plate is or how small your plate is yeah. or like, did you enjoy your food? No, because you're just shoveling it into you while watching the telly or on your yeah. phone scrolling through Facebook or whatever. Exactly. So I can, I have learned as a parent to be able to identify what my kids are eating and watch what they're eating because you don't realise it. And especially yeah. when you're the one that's eating it with them, they begin to think that it's normal. Like, and they think that it's normal, like I said, to get that takeaway four or five times a week. Yes. And not to cook that meal as a family, like, or not to, like, I'm not saying, like, sit there and have, like, a big roast dinner, like, on a Wednesday when everyone is in work, like, but have some kind of thing where you say, no, kids, we had a McDonald's this week. We're not getting another one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then the kids begin then to realise and say, no, like, it's, like it's not right. McDonald's is a treat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a treat. It's a treat. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I remember, like, being a kid and there was no such thing as getting takeaway. Like, I don't ever think... Yeah. We got a takeaway at their house, like as yeah. a child, like do you know what I mean? I, like if a Saturday you went, you got to go to the shop with your with your pound and got a few sweets, like <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. with the kids, like and I do, I see it with my own kids going in and a share packet of Maltesers and yeah, yeah, or a bottle like a like not even a bottle of drink, like it'd be like the big huge bottle of like Luke's Ed Sport or whatever. I'm like, we don't need that. Like, what are you doing? And so when you do like, say you're, it, you're showing them, you're teaching them that it's a treat. Yeah. It's okay to have it as well, though. Yeah. It's just not every day, and here's why, and and, and stuff like that. And it just mm. gives them a... a yeah, oh, you do. You do, well. like, you know what I mean? But even as myself, I can identify. I can identify my triggers. Like, for argument's sake, my trigger would be Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. Like, if there's a box of them in my house, I literally have to prize myself away from them. Because before <laughs> you know it, I could eat four or five of them. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I actually ate them. So I can identify my own triggers, you know what I mean? But it's all right to have them. But just don't kill yourself and say, like, I'll never eat them again because 
then if I don't eat them again, the next time I have them, I'll have about six. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you have to be honest with yourself mm. and you have to be truthful. Like. Yeah. But well, it does, it pays off. Like. Danielle, like your story is very inspiring. I'm, I'm really, I'm very proud of you, to be honest, because I, I obviously only know you since you came to the gym, but to see how you're at the transforming yourself, not just physically, mentally as well. You've, you've lost all this weight. You've won transformation of the year. You've inspired members of members to join the gym, to follow in your footsteps. You're now on the Jericho Fitness Academy. You're going to become a personal mm-hmm. trainer. That's some change in in less than like two years. Like it's some yes. change. And mm-hmm. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I am. I am. I never thought I'd say that. Oh, I am like, um, as I said to like to if anyone would have told me like that you'd lose so much weight and you would do it, I just said go away over that. But now, like after a certain amount of time, it's not about the weight or the number. It's about the change in the person that you've become and your other relationships around you and your family and your friends have all changed as a result of you changing. Yeah. Because you are a different person. You are, like, you do become different. Like, do you know what I mean? You genuinely do. I'm delighted to hear that as well because it's one thing, somebody giving you a compliment and again, you could just brush it off. You could, yeah, okay, thanks and then leg it and forget about it. Yeah. But, what's really important there is you're you're proud of yourself and people always say i hope you're proud of yourself but not everybody is proud Mm. of themselves especially when you've achieved Mm. so much okay it's in such a short space of time as well but whether that took you one two or ten years you've still you still doesn't matter doesn't matter how long it takes you like and i would have been beforehand i'd have been one of these people that say like you look at people and you say like oh how did they lose like two stone three stone that took them years i'd say that took them years or I'd say that, like, how do they lose that? And so in such a short space of time, oh, there, there must be a secret to that. They're not telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, to my, like, if someone had said to me, like, and I'm many times people said, what's your secret, Daniel? How did you lose so much weight? Like, you had to have been doing something. I genuinely wasn't. Like, I was doing what everyone tells you works for so many years, <laughs> and you never believed them at the time. Yeah. And it's just... So you only a bit of exercise and eating properly, like that's all. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask. Can you, to, to wrap it up here, I suppose, can you live with a message for anybody who is in the same situation now that you once were? Low confidence, low self-esteem, just paranoid that everybody's going to be looking at you when you come yeah. in the gym, whatever it may be. What would you say to them now? Um, the first thing I'd say to them is just take that first step. That first step in, in that door is the hardest step you will make. But you will never feel the way you did that day. The same way as you step on the scales and you see that number and it may shatter your heart the way it shattered mine, but you will never see that number again. You won't and you'll never feel that way because it's a constant improvement from that moment and don't do what I done and put it off for years and say yeah I'll do it next week I'll do it next week I'll wait till after Christmas or I'll wait till after this or I'll wait till after that start now you don't have to jump through hoops you don't have to run to the gym and and absolutely kill yourself just start small start small take it easy just do little bits because anything is an improvement and anything is going to help 
But most of all, if it will help your body and it'll help you look better, but it'll help your mind. And it genuinely will. But just don't wait. Just do it. Just get up and go. Because it'll never, it'll never feel the way it did again. Brilliant. So Danielle, thank you very, very much for sharing that story. I'm, I'm really no delighted to see how confident you are and how your mindset is now when it's helping you in your relationships, at home, kids, um, family. It's brilliant. Yeah, I know it is. It is. Um, I'm still planning. I'm still looking forward to the future. I'm still, like, I'm getting married next year. We were meant to get married this year. Yeah. But obviously COVID hit and whatever else. But I'm I'm okay with that, you know what I mean? Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And now, like, with, with this baby on the way and everything else, I'm looking forward to getting back into the gym and I'm looking forward to just slowly but surely getting back to where I was. And what don't go wrong was hard. It was difficult. It has been a difficult few months, but we're all we're all getting there. We all will get there. Everything will open back up. Everything will continue to move forward. And I just have to remember to keep moving forward. Don't go back. Exactly. And as you've always said to me, one week off or one day off is not going to make you put back on that seventh yeah. stone that you once lost. Yeah. That's not going to happen. But yeah. once you're able to identify it you know already you're on the right track. So thanks very much, sir. No, Danielle, thank you. I love that. Well done. Thanks very much. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in college as well, okay? Thank you very much, sir. See you later. Bye. Take care. Cheers. Okay, guys, so there we have it. What a transformation from Danielle Donnelly, both physically and mentally. I'm very proud of Danielle and everything she's achieved in the last couple of years. And we've heard her on the podcast. She's very proud of herself as well. And that is very, very important. So again, Danielle, thank you very much for sharing your story. And guys, before we go, a big shout out again to Gleason's Butchers. They are the sponsors of this week's podcast. Everybody knows I've been eating Gleason's Butchers food for many years now. It's top quality. Go and check it out yourself. Blanchestown Shopping Centre, Roseland Shopping Centre, Navin Artane and Balbriggan. Check them out online as well because they do deliver. So guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, follow us on audio, subscribe to us on YouTube, tell your friends and family, share it on social media too. Thank you very much. I'll see you next week. This is the Jerry Conroy Fitness Podcast. Podcast. For more, see jerryconroy.ie.